Welcome to the Wanderers History Podcast. This is Vlad Zamfira and today we continue the conversation about the Western Admirals of the Mediterranean in the 16th century after we previously talked about Genoese condottiero Andrea Doria and leader of the Papal Navy at Lepanto in 1571, Marcantonio Colonna. Today we talk about Don Juan of Austria or Don John, the anglicized version of his name. Given the fact that he was Spanish and he was the illegitimate son of Charles V, Holy Roman Emperor, and half-brother of Philip II of Spain. Throughout the episode, I shall call him Don Juan. Main sources for this episode, both primary and secondary, were the ones of Fernán Brodel, the Mediterranean in the age of Philip II of Spain, but also some older sources, such as Sir William Serling Maxwell's Don John of Austria, or passages from the history of the 16th century, 1547-1578. Don Juan was born in the free imperial city of Regensburg, in the Upper Palatinate. He was the product of a brief affair of Charles V, Holy Roman Emperor, a widower since 1539, and Barbara Bloomberg. She was said to be an amazing singer at the time, and Charles was enchanted by her having an affair. In 1554, Don Juan was brought to Spain, and Charles V wrote a few wills after he retired at the Euste Monastery, and in 1558, Juan was fully recognized, with Charles expressing a desire he should follow an ecclesiastical path. Instead, Don Juan would become one of the most successful commanders for his half-brother, Philip II of Spain. In that will from 1558, Charles V wrote the following, quote, My intention has been and is, for certain reasons, moving me thereto, that if it can be fairly accomplished, he should by his free and spontaneous will take the habit of some order of reformed friars, and that he should be put in the way of so doing, but without any pressure or force being employed towards him. But if it cannot be so arranged, and if he prefers a leading of a secular life, it is my pleasure and command that he should receive, in the ordinary manner each year, from 20 to 30,000 ducats from the revenues of the King Kingdom of Naples, lands and vassals, with that rent attached being assigned to him. The whole matter, both as to the assignment of the lands and the amount of the rent, is left to the discretion of my son, that being Philip II, to whom I remit it, or failing him to the discretion of my grandson, the infant Don Carlos, or of the person who, in conformity with my will, shall at the time it is open to be my heir. If at that time the said Jerome shall not have already embraced the state which I desire for him, he shall enjoy all the days of his life, the said rent and lands. End of quote. So when we call about Juan of Austria, we're talking about a very important figure closely related to the emperor and to the king of Spain. And with that came great influence, but also pressure. 
By 1566, the Mediterranean geopolitical situation was starting to be of great concern for Philip II. Gerba, in 1560, had been an unmitigated disaster which ruined most of the Spanish fleet, and in 1565, the Ottomans nearly conquered Malta. A very young Don Juan asked permission of Philip II to join the Spanish relief effort, but he was denied. Philip II required an able commander, one that could make a difference at critical moments, much like Andrea Doria was at one point for Charles V. But as eager as Juan was, he was still very young and inexperienced. On top of that, Philip II had great concerns regarding the situation in the Netherlands, the situation of the Moriscos in Spain, and potential unrest in the Italian peninsula under threat from Corsairs and the Ottomans. Don Juan would guard Oran, Spanish enclave, until 1568, slowly building up experience. While he was hoping for great battles against the Ottomans, the likes of Preveza or Ponza in the past, he would have to deal with something completely different, mostly on land near the heart of Spain. The rebellion of the Alpujarras, known also as the Morisco Rebellion, all started by a decree dated on the 1st of January 1567, forcing all Moriscos, so Muslim population, living in the Kingdom of Granada, particularly in the Alpujarras area, to abandon their customs, language, dresses, and religious practices. By 1568, April, 200 villages were in civil unrest and rebelling. Immediate action was taken by Philip II, appointing John of Austria as Captain General. For this to happen, Philip II had to replace Inigo López de Mendoza, third Marquis of Mondejar, who still fought in the war after he was slightly sidelined by John of Austria. By 1569, John of Austria was already in Granada, aided by Luis de Requesens and Alvaro de Bazan, guarding against Ottoman reinforcements for the Moriscos, which Ottoman Sultan Selim II and Grand Vizier Mehmed Sokoli Pasha were planning on delivering in order to disrupt Spain, seen as the main enemy for the Porte and the Ottomans. The Morisco Rebellion was a very difficult conflict to deal with given the local and regional geography, and it took until 1571 for Don Juan to win the war by winning settlement after settlement such as Granada, Guejar, Guadix, Seron, Terque. However, in the Eastern Mediterranean, the Fourth Ottoman-Venetian War between Venice and the Ottoman Empire commenced with the Ottoman Siege of Cyprus. Though being appointed in 1568, on the 22nd of April, as Captain General of the Spanish Fleet, John had to be involved in Granada. So as a result, Philip II had to reorientate and assign Giovanni Andrea Doria to join the Papal Fleet and the Venetian one to form the Holy League designed to help the Venetians and relieve Cyprus. The Venetians had to be prudent and cautious, given what had happened in the past at Preveza in 1538 during Charles V. And the Venetians 
question the overall devotion of Philip II of Spain to the Pontificis et Venetorum Causa, which was the salvation of Cyprus in 1570. In retrospect, the Venetians would have preferred no assistance from Genoese and the Doria. The rebellion of Granada, although suppressed in 1570, had caused substantial economic damage to Spain, and it confined John of Austria to sovereign Spain. Brodel suggested that there were ulterior motives for which Juan would have been kept under strict orders in Spain and not allowed to join the united coalition created by the papacy for the relief of Cyprus. Given that Philip was aware of John's tremendous potential as a military commander, both on land and on sea, culminating with the extraordinary victory at Lepanto in 1571, it is worth asking the question whether the Spanish monarch, Philip II, deliberately withdrew him from an operation that would have led to a probable relief of Cyprus and a great victory for Venice. Instead, Philip II chose a reluctant Genoese, Andrea Doria, Giovanni, whose prime interest was to preserve the Spanish fleet. Thus, between 1569 and 1570, Spain was distracted, it was a reluctant force, and it was weakened by numerous conflicts, making the mission of Pius V to create a functioning Holy League against the Ottomans, an incredibly challenging task. But as it turned out, the main piece that was missing was actually Don Juan of Austria. Before 1571, Don Juan would find a Holy League in disarray. In 1570, the Venetian fleet was hit by illness and unrest. News that Cypriot capital Nicosia had fallen, leaving Famagusta as the only Venetian stronghold in Cyprus, plummeted morale amongst the Venetians. Once the season was over, the Holy League had to withdraw to Messina and had to wait until 1571. Don Juan would come into the fold and remarkably change the strategy determined to take the fight to the Ottomans, which sidebarred Gian Andrea Doria. Lepanto represented a difficult large-scale operation for both sides involved. For the Ottomans, they had to split their efforts and navy between blockading Cyprus, task assigned to Piale Pasha, who we've discussed about in a previous episode, and the actual Ottoman navy at Lepanto would be led by a fairly inexperienced Ali Pasha backed by Ulujali. On the Holy League side, Veniero and the Venetians were desperate for action as Nicosia had fallen in Cyprus and their crews were decimated by illness. On top of that, Gian Andrea Doria, reticent as ever, would never be reliable support. So it was crucial for Juan to have Marcantonio Colonna and Sebastiano Veniero prepared and coordinated. It is generally considered that a major factor in the Holy League victory at Lepanto was due because of the dexterous disposition made by the galleuses of Venice, the heavy ships. 
Don Juan showed remarkable leadership, but also an ability of speculating mistakes made by his opponents, as Ali Pasha did, shown by his determination to have a head-to-head -head battle with Don Juan's flagship, La Real, one of the best equipped in the Holy League. This led to the capture of Ali Pasha, along with the banner of the Caliphs given by Selim II, and also Ali Pasha's head was placed on a spike on La Real, which led to tremendous damage to the morale of the Ottoman navy. The Spanish, along with the Venetians, showed remarkable efficiency in isolating Ottoman ships and conquering them one by one. This led to a breakdown within the Ottoman navy at Lepanto, which was severely crippled with only Uluj Ali's fleet being able to escape, thanks to Gian Andrea Doria. As far as Philip II and Spain were concerned, with Lepanto, the job was done. Not for the Venetians and the papacy, though, because Lepanto did not allow for Cyprus to be restored to Venetian rule. Don Juan of Austria showed remarkable ambition and dedication towards the Venetorum Causa, the cause of the Venetians, of helping them against the Ottomans, who are also prime enemies of Spain. Venice, John of Austria, and the papacy vainly hoped for the development of a Greek rebellion in the aftermath of the Battle of Lepanto. Alas, nothing ever came of that, and the Holy League was dissolved. Venice had to agree a to a very damaging peace, and from Philip II's perspective, the war had been moved from his sphere of in influence in the Western Mediterranean to the East. And this would give Philip II of Spain sufficient momentum to relaunch an offensive against the Ottomans in 1574, when they retook the strategic city of Tunis. After 1574, it was clear that Don Juan of Austria became one of Philip II's most trusted commanders which led to his appointment as Governor-General of the Spanish Netherlands after Luis de Erequesens died on the 5th of May 1576. John would make a triumphal entry into Brussels in May 1577. He was very effective and very quickly started to win important battles, such as capturing the city of Namur on the 24th of July 1577, and then in 1578, decisively defeating the Protestants at the Battle of Jamblot. The Battle of Jamblot forced Prince William of Orange, the leader of the revolt, to leave Brussels. The victory of John also meant the end of the Union of Brussels and precipitated the disintegration and the unity of the rebel provinces against Spain. It is also worth mentioning that Don Juan was defeated at the Battle of Rimenam on the 31st of July 1578. However, Juan's health rapidly deteriorated and because of a fever, he passed away on the 1st of October 1578 at the age of only 31. Juan of Austria had by all metrics a relatively short military career, both naval and on land. Especially, especially compared with the likes of Andrea Doria, who died at the age of 93. 
But within 10 years, he managed to pacify the Morisco rebellion in Spain. He won the Battle of Lepanto. He reconquered Tunis and achieved remarkable progress for Philip II of Spain and the Netherlands. It would have been very interesting to see, had he not died, how Philip II would have used Juan of Austria's ability in other campaigns in the 1580s and 1590s. Thus, John of Austria was by far one of the most important military figures of the 16th century, one of the victors at Lepanto, and all in all, a legendary Spanish historical figure. Thank you for listening to this episode about Don Juan, or Don John, of Austria. The next one will be about Sebastiano Veniero, leader of the Venetian contingent at Lepanto, who would become Doge of Venice. Please, if you can, check the rest of the videos of this series, or the other ones, and subscribe to the channel so you never miss any new podcast material. Until the next time, all the best.